I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. Chaps, we have 16 days to go. Uh, It's getting very serious and so we've called this emergency podcast because things are actually happening and it felt only appropriate that we narrated it. Um, For the benefit of the listeners, we have Martin Brown, Senior Political Correspondent for the Daily Express on the line. Hello. Hi. Hello. Coming to us from the noisiest portcullis house I think we've ever known. Yeah, it's a bit like a zoo over here. There's (laughs) there's trees around me and there's the wild animals of Westminster. Very good. Very good. And you're on safari. Um, And we've also got the lovely Joe Barnes, our Europe editor in in Luxembourg today. Yes. Uh, At the scene of the Article 50 General Affairs Council. Yep. Okay. So, chaps. It was, there's, there's loads happening uh, to be an idiot and to summarise it. So basically, um, we were supposed to have a cabinet meeting today to talk about the progress of the deal, but that's been cancelled. Um, there's all this kind of movement. We had the DUP at number 10 last night. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a strange one here today because this week we thought was going to be the, the, I know we've said this before, but we thought that it was going to be the mother of all weeks. But it's been quite strange so far. Yesterday we had all the, pomp and pageantry of uh, the Queen's speech. And then today, it's kind of, um, it's an air of expectation, but no one's really, no one's really saying anything. All the action is over, over with Joe over in Luxembourg and in Brussels. But um, as you say, the DUP were in number 10 last night with uh, the Prime Minister, I think for about 90 minutes. There's not been much said about how it all went, but um, it's all a case of getting everyone on board, I think, this side of the channel. Um, and cabinet, we were supposed to have a cabinet meeting today that's been pushed back. I think, I don't, I wouldn't read anything into that. I think that's just to allow more talks to take place today and then they'll present whatever comes from the talks to cabinet tomorrow. It's just simply a kind of a, almost a logistical matter, really. So I'm not sure how significant that is, but I, I'm guessing I'll err on the side of a, a positive, um, positive thing, but. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Joe probably best place to uh, see how everything's going on in Brussels, but I mean, or in in Europe. But um, I think we're probably a little bit. It's just ex- expectant over here at the moment. There's uh, optimism that things could be happening, but uh, um, probably seems a bit more pessimistic on the other side of the channel. Yeah, go on, Joe. What's the vibe over there in Luxembourg? <laughs> so today, Michel Barnier, the EU's chief negotiator, brief. European affairs ministers from each of the 27 member states. And he basically said that a legally working text and operational backstop has to be put forward by midnight tonight. So that'd be 11 o'clock UK time if there is any chance for a deal at the summit. So an interesting point that he made when he was briefing leaders, he said, look, maybe it could be a partial text, a consolidated text, so they could agree a deal in principle and then hammer out the details as they move on towards the 31st. But to be fair, unless there is a massive breakthrough and how the EU sees that breakthrough is Boris Johnson moving further to the EU positions, offering more concessions, what do we call it, caving in from the demands of Brussels, that's where they see the deal happening. So I think Boris has to be very careful. And say Martin, I know this on previous, kind of the DUP will not accept anything less than what they really want, which is to stay in the UK customs regime with the rest of Great Britain. 
But Barnier is clearly saying there can't be a customs border which that details are still foggy. Yeah, so this is kind of what kind of came out of that lovely meeting that Varica and Johnson had last week in that uh, wedding venue in, was it Cheshire they were in? in on the Wirral. On the Wirral, yeah. And and there were some gorgeous photos of them kind of like skipping under, skipping through the those the decorative gardens. Um, and this was kind of the idea that the, the Northern Ireland would stay, it had this kind of dual customs uh situation whereby they would um, stay in the UK custom territory but would operate by the EU's rules and procedures on tariffs um, which was kind of which was kind of their breakthrough um, but Barnier over the weekend wasn't particularly enthusiastic about it um, so is, are we do we think there's been more work on that idea um, like what, what what are the rumors about this new breakthrough well I, I think the problem the prime minister's got now is that when he first laid down his new proposals, um, they were met with quite a strong positive vibe from from uh, the kind of the Brexiteers, the ERG here, the DUP. Um, but as the week's gone on, the EU have been seemingly chipping away and the Prime Minister's been conceding bits and pops here. And I'm just wondering now, I mean, the, the, the vibes I'm getting from certainly the, the, the numbers um, he's got to get get any deal through Parliament, and the vibe I'm getting now is from certain Brexiteers. We spoke to Andrew Bridgen last week, who was making noises about the PM's New Deal, but that seems to have faded somewhat, not from him, but from others I've been speaking to. And I think the Prime Minister could find himself boxed back back into um, you know back to square one, where he might not be able to get this deal through Parliament. You know, it might be agreed with the EU and with that's what we're focusing on this week but when a vote comes or whether it's next week or sorry Saturday or next week he may not be able to get this through Parliament because he seems to be bits seem to be falling off now and he seems to be conceding bits, bits and bobs to the EU Yeah I mean it definitely feels like Boris uh, blinked first doesn't it? Um, Joe do you have any insight into kind of what this sort of like progress or what the sort of further discussions around the solution to the backstop might be? Or is it all very um, top secret? It's very, very top secret and hush. But we have found out, um, UK sources have said, that the UK side has put forward new papers, as has the EU side. They've put forward new ideas of how things can work. But I've kind of just, as I was channeling through, I'm currently sat in a Hungarian briefing room uh, where Viktor Orban would give his uh, press conferences if he was over here. Um, and I bumped into a diplomat and they said, look, I'm not that optimistic now. It looks like we are still getting we're getting further and further apart from where we actually need to be. Which is that a sign that basically the EU is absolutely steadfast in basically we will give you the Northern Ireland back only backstop that original plan that was put together in February last year, and then maybe we can look at some sort of time limit, some sort of consent mechanism. But anything from your side is not going to be good enough for us. Okay, so then with that. Pretty cold. That sort of cold water being poured all over it. Do we are we then looking at Thursday not being this kind of mega sort of the the beginning of the end of Brexit, but rather a discussion about what kind of extension, if any, the EU are going to give us? So there is talk. Um, well, actually, there is lack of talk. So as I understand, no discussion has been held at twenty seven. So the remaining states on an extension. They've all been focused on doing the deal on doing the deal. But kind of behind the scenes, individually, they kind of think, actually, if we can't do it by Thursday, what we will do is have a conversation and can we sort the extension out? 
um, in principle. So can we agree that if there is no deal by October the 28th, 27th, and Boris Johnson requests an extension, we are ready to grant that? Or if there is a deal, we can then come back to another summit and agree that. So that, I, I think we're looking at having an, an extraordinary emergency Brexit summit in the next few weeks after Thursday and Friday. Martin, the vibes, to use our favourite phrase, down at, at Port Cullis and just in general, like how palatable is an extension would an extension be if it was if there really was a kind of very workable um, deal in place, but there just wasn't the time to legally get it all sorted by the end of the month? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure an extension is going to be acceptable over here. Um, uh, Boris Johnson has said at least 40 times in the chamber that we're going to leave the EU on October the 31st. Um, and he said it in speeches, he said it on TV. So the message here is it's still going to happen by October the 31st. Um, and I don't think that's, that's changed, whether it's with a deal that potentially could happen uh, or a no deal. Um, I mean, it's, it's looking like that we could get something agreed either this week or, as Joe mentioned, at this uh, extraordinary summit before the end of the month. And then there may be like some kind of technical extension for a few weeks to just kind of cross the T's, dot the I's, ratify everything. Um, And that would could be kind of wrapped up as or packaged as a, yeah, we are leaving the EU, but we just just still got to do a bit of tinkering. Um, But a a full-on extension... I, I don't think it's going to cut the mustard with the Conservative Party, the DUP. Um, but we, we, we need to be in a position by, by the end of this week, really, to, um, to see a pathway through all that. I think, just going back a little bit, the, the fact that there's so much radio silence now, it's, you just get this air of seriousness now that we are. I don't, I don't know whether we're in this so-called tunnel, but you just sense that something serious is really happening now and everyone is is incredibly focused on getting some kind of outcome um whether it just pushes things back a few days and weeks i I think we could be i think we could be getting something by the end of this week it might not be the clear cut we have a deal but it could be um something in place to satisfy everyone maybe not us on this podcast but <laughs> yeah well, I'm getting worried that I don't know what comes after a countdown I have to start looking for a new job do you think this is enough to satisfy the electorate like it, it, you know we, we're all there isn't a general election looming it was kind of bizarre and perverse yesterday to have a Queen's speech that kind of we're all very aware has limited chance of being implemented because we're likely to have a, an election in the next couple of weeks anyway do you is this has Boris done enough is the kind of seeing to be trying to get this sorted going to be enough to satisfy uh, Brexit party, wavering voters, Lexiteers, you know, all the various interests in getting Brexit done. Do you think Boris has been seen to do enough because the chances are the narrative is going to be that we have, um, we've compromised and we, you know, we've caved first? Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether this was the plan, but he's been very clever in um, everything he's done is been aimed at showing that he's doing everything he can to make Brexit happen. And the opposition remainers are doing everything that they can to, to scupper Brexit, whether it's, you know, with regards to getting rid of the 21 MP conservative rebels who voted against, voted against the government, whether it's uh, proroguing parliament, whether it's going against the, the Ben Act, 
um, he's he's doing he's he's showing the public that he's he's not messing around here and he's sticking sticking to the message of we're leaving on thirty first of October and it seems to be cutting through with the public. You know, everything, all, all his, the, the Queen's speech yesterday was geared towards an election and it's very simple messaging. It's about the NHS, it's about crime, it's about immigration, it's about social care. And the latest polls are showing that the Tories have about a 10-point lead and there was a poll, poll just out today showing that the Tories are even leading in Wales. Um, now, whether that bears out in an election, I'm not so sure, but it just shows that the Tories have, are performing well in the polls at the moment. They're with regards to if you set aside Brexit, they they're doing everything. Boris Johnson's doing everything he can, or showing showing that he's doing everything he can to make it happen. Um, and he's framed it framed it so that it's the opposition are doing everything they can to stop Brexit. And on away from Brexit, everything, all the messages coming out from the Conservative Party is on election footing. The Queen's speech, if it gets voted through next week, next Wednesday, then um, it's all about policing and pumping more money into hospitals and tackling crime and things like that. So I think it is cutting through with the public, but who knows where we'll end up in by the, in November. Whatever, whatever happens, I think there'll be an election uh, either this year or perhaps in January or February. Yeah. I saw a depressing comparison between um, Trump and the wall and Boris and Brexit. So although they haven't built the wall in the States yet, the fact that Trump is being seen to be doing it is more than enough for the voters. And it feels maybe similar to Boris Johnson. Like, although this might not be the clean cut Brexit that so many people have convinced themselves they want, the fact that he can be, he, he has, he's messaged and managed the optics of it so well. Um, yeah, he, that he's done enough. If you keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, then people will believe it. Um, and it will, or not necessarily believe it, but people will, um, they will just automatically think Boris Johnson, Brexit, 31st of October. And if he keeps saying it, keeps saying it. And if it doesn't happen, it will be someone else's fault. It won't be Boris Johnson's fault. I think that's the plan. That's, that's his backstop. <laughs> it's like a mantra, you know, those like self-help mantras that you're supposed to do in the morning where you sort of convince yourself that you're a capable being or whatever. It's like that. Where are the Labour Party, for heaven's sake? Where are they? They, I must admit, I've forgotten about the Labour Party. Um, they, they were supposed to be having a meeting actually today, a Brexit meeting um, with the so-called Remainer Alliance, but apparently that was cancelled. Um, that's been pushed back a bit, like cabinet, I think, until tomorrow. Um, but Labour in general, well, they're just, I mean, Jeremy Corbyn, he's flip-flopping all over the place, whether he wants a second referendum, doesn't want a second re- referendum, wants an election, doesn't want an election. I mean, they must be looking at the same polling that everyone else is and be quite scared of a looming election that they could potentially get smashed in. Um, but it's, 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 it's bizarrely politics here for the yesterday and today is you know is is playing second fiddle to what's happening in Europe I think the discussions that are going on um, today and tomorrow in Brussels should well certainly trump everything that's going on over here but um, labor are just uh, labor are just 
with the Liberal Democrats are just um, kind of biding time really for the next few days just to see what happens with, with these um, with these talks. So, Joe, for the uninitiated, when what are the kind of key dates that we should all be sort of paying attention and sort of tuning in to the website to check your for your most recent updates? Like, what when really matters now? Is Thursday less important? Is Saturday when we're all being summoned into work because of this historic seating in Parliament? Does that become less important depending on what happens by midnight? Like, what it really is? It's crunch time now, isn't it? So, what what are the crunch times? Very much crunch time. Sorry, I've just been turfed out of one oh, meeting no. room and I'm. Because there's well, starting to be some briefings going around, so I'm, I'm in a slightly. I don't think you were turned out. I think you left of your own accord. Isn't that what we call it? Wasn't that a clean break? Exit? No, no, no. The Hungarians are having a briefing, and I tried going into the French, and there was a, there was a security guard that was very kind of conscious I shouldn't be in there. Um, so the key date tomorrow. So we were on Wednesday. We will Barnier is going to meet and brief member states again, and he is basically going to. In, in his words, give them their moment of truth, where are we proceeding forward with a deal to the summit, or are we not? Are we going to need more time? And then on Thursday, we will look forward to the summit, and that will be EU leaders. And they, they will be venting their frustrations, or giving off positive vibes, depending on what has happened. And then that could go late in, into Friday morning. But if not, I'd basically say, well, I don't think it's going to get done by the summit on Thursday. So let's look at next week and at that emergency summit. But if there is really going to be a Brexit deal, that is where it happened. It's going right down to the wire. Do you think the extraordinary summit will be next week or the week after? Uh, so that will probably be the 28th. So it's actually the week after next, yeah. I'm thinking. So there's no confirmed dates um, yet. But it's likely maybe the 28th or the 29th. So it's actually sorry, two weeks' time. Okay, so if I were taking bets, we're saying no deal. We're saying we're not leaving on the thirty-first. There will be a technical extension for maybe a couple of weeks, but we're still out in. Two, we're still out this year with an election to follow pretty soon after. Have I got that right? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be far off with that. Um, the, the mood has changed. You, uh, here, it's a funny place in Westminster. You just it's just the nuances and subtleties that you detect, and the mood has definitely changed. And Maybe we're more optimistic this side of the channel, but it seems like something is happening. It might not happen in time to satisfy everyone's needs, but um, I think a majority of it could happen by the 31st of October. And then, yeah, possibly a technical extension for a few weeks. But come, come what may, to coin a phrase, I fully expect there to be an election before, I'll say before the end of February. Um, and most likely before the end of the year. Joe, what do you reckon? Yes, do you, do you like our positioning? Um, I, I think mo- I think most people in Brussels and Luxembourg in this case are kind of resigned and have conceded there will be some sort of extension. The UK are obviously pushing back hard, and I think one of the key markers of the extension was coming under Theresa May was her radio and TV adverts about her Brexit prepare- preparations. Um, Clearing back in the UK that the 31st of October still features in all the radio efforts the government has put out. But the EU are thinking, actually, maybe even if we do get to break the bill next year, we might need time to ratify it. So they might ask for, say, six, seven weeks to put it through their parliament, put it through all the mem- other member state parliaments that need to agree to it. All right, and then it's job done. Apparently. But remember, Brexit, the withdrawal agreement isn't the start of Brexit, as Michel Barney would like to remind you. It's actually... That's the end of one phase, and then we go into the whole nitty-gritty of the trade deal. 
and our future relationship will be a year. It's just the beginning to coin a phrase. Sorry, can I just quickly jump in? But yeah. there's a big but. He, uh, Boris Johnson, even if there is some kind of agreement before the end of October, Boris Johnson still needs to get it through Parliament, and he's not got a majority, working majority. And um, it could come back to the age-old problem of Parliament being totally dead, uh, gridlocked again. So, um, yeah, just watch this space. But I do think that there could be an, uh, some kind of deal agreed before the end of the month. Thank you both for joining us. Um, a little it's difficult to talk about when no one will tell us anything, um, but it's good to check in. And yeah, it feels like the next 24, 40 hours are going to be incredibly key. And then I imagine we'll be having the same conversation in a week's time when, like you say, Martin, we can't get the deal through Parliament. <laughs> Look forward to it. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. Have a great, have a great Saturday at work, Martin, as well. Nice to get, nice for Parliament to be seating, sitting on um, Saturday, first time since the Falklands. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.